Hello, welcome to Parents Go To OT Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Newman. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist, life coach, meltdown specialist, and theraparent advocate. I created Parents Go To OT because I realized that the number one thing holding kids back is that they are not able to receive therapy every day. Just imagine what it would be like if your child could receive therapy every day. Like I'm sure you've heard, it takes at least 21 days to develop a habit. And there's no better therapist for your child than you, the number one expert. This show is all about breaking the gap between parents and therapists to make occupational therapy common knowledge for all parents so you can start seeing faster therapy results. I'm going to teach you all of my OT secrets and give you valuable resources to start adding OT into your daily routine. So instead of meltdowns, tantrums, hyperactivity, and bouncing off the walls, you're going to start seeing a more calm, regulated, and focused child. My passion is to breed confidence and peace. That is my name to my website, Be Free OT, because I wanted to give parents freedom. I want you to feel freer, lighter, more alive, and more inspired. I will share powerful tools on how to feel and think like a therapist. I truly believe that parents make the best therapists because no one knows your child better than you. Join me today and let's break the gap between parents and therapists. Now, let's jump into the show. Hello, beautiful people. It is December 29th, only two more days until 2021, and I am so excited. So I don't know about y'all, but I have spent a lot more time just self-reflecting and just reflecting in general this past year than I have my entire life. I guess that's what quarantine does to you. It's brought up a lot of just difficult emotions and past events that I've tried to ignore and not really think about by keeping myself busy over the years. So 2020 has really just brought a lot of difficult times and has been emotionally exhausting at times, but I'm so, so thankful that it has forced me to stop ignoring all that tough stuff and made me really just try to face it head on. 2020 has made me so, so, so grateful for all the small things that we were all too busy to slow down and realize all the past years. So my personal goal for 2021 is to continue my own self-work and self-development personal development and continue to really work on my own mental health and try to just become the best version of myself for not only my family and my friends and my clients, but especially for me. Because one thing that 2020 has taught us is that life is too short and tomorrow is never guaranteed. So we got to make the most of this life. And while 2020 has just been really crappy at times, there's still a whole lot to be thankful for. And just thankful for another year to try to get this right. Thankful for family and just thankful for life, as cheesy as that sounds. So while I was doing my soul searching and inner work this past year, it brought me to a little something called Enneagrams. So today I have a really special episode, something I've been working on for a long time. Today I want to talk about kids' personality types and how to help your child regulate based on their personality. So something that I love and have been a little obsessed with this past year are Enneagrams. I don't know if any of y'all have picked up any new or weird hobbies over quarantine. Yes, no, maybe I'm the only one. Anyways, you may have heard about the new personality test that's all the rage these days. I actually heard about it a few years ago and didn't buy into it until a friend of mine that's my kind of go-to book recommendation friend told me about a book named Personality Types Using the Enneagram for Self-Discovery. And she talked about how she was so obsessed with it and how it was so life-changing for her and one of the favorite books that she's read in a long time. And 
She actually is one of my childhood friends. So we both went to the same high school and just stayed friends over the years. And so we have been through a lot together through some of really some of our darkest times together. We both struggled with anxiety when we were younger. So we, we have really bonded over our love for self-help books. Like some of our favorites are Power of Now and Outliers. We've really we've read all of the big ones. So I think self-care is something that is so, so important for our mental health and affects every everything if we think about it, especially with our kids who feed off of our energy. So even if we try to hide it, even if we're super stressed about something or really angry or really sad, our kids are going to be able to pick up on that. So anyways, I just got a little off topic, but just wanted to add in there how self-care, therapy, or whatever you want to call it is so important for everyone, not just our kids. So anyways, let's get back to our kids' personality types. And so back to Enneagrams. So when I was reading that book, it made me think, wow, this really helps me view people in a whole different light and shared so many strategies on how to better understand people and how to just better get along with them based on their different personalities. And then I started thinking about all of my kids and I was thinking, oh, that client definitely number two or that one's definitely number seven. And, oh, wow, that would be a super helpful strategy to use for them during our sessions until finally a light bulb went off and I was like, wow, what if I can apply Enneagram to my kids to help them regulate and improve their self-regulation? So just a quick little overview about Enneagrams. There are nine different personality types numbered one through nine. So we're actually going to skip Enneagram one for now and jump to my own personal Enneagram, Enneagram number two. So twos are known as the helpers. That's their name. So there's also, along with the number, there's usually a name that goes along. So twos are the helpers. And so these are the people pleasers. Twos are friendly, generous, and as you probably guess it, they love helping others. Although, you know, um, with any personality type, every side, every number has its negative side. And I know twos negative sides all too well. So twos can worry too much and just really worry way too much about others' opinions, which when really bad can turn into social anxiety and just always worrying about what other people think. Twos are very dependent, so always needing other people's approval. Twos um, desire, number one desire is to feel loved and recognized and valued for their help. Twos are willing to do whatever it takes to feel, feel valued, even if it means being manipulative at times. So if you have a little too, yes, enjoy your little helper and give them little jobs to help them feel valued, but also encourage them to do things for themselves. And they will also need a lot more reminders that it doesn't matter what others think and to encourage them to do things that light them up, not simply live their life revolved around other people and making decisions based off, based off what other people want to do. So building their self-esteem as we want to do for all kids, is going to be very important. So next up, we have our threes, which are the achievers. So the threes, they're very success-oriented and driven and charming and ambitious. And similar to twos, threes are very image-driven. So they can also be very competitive and impatient and overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. So as you can probably see a little theme here, 
So our twos, threes, and fours, they fall into the same category, and it's called the feeling category. So in the feeling category, their main desire and motivation is recognition and validation. So similar to twos, it's important to remind our threes, our little achievers, that it doesn't matter what anyone thinks and to not put too much attention on their end of performance because don't worry, threes, our achievers will put enough pressure on themselves to be perfect. So to remind them that self-care and taking breaks to take care of ourselves is extremely important and we can't be too hard on ourselves if we make a mistake. And that effort means way, way more than the end product and our actual performance at the end because the common emotion between the feeling categories, so our twos, threes, and fours, is shame. So the achievers, the threes, they internalize their shame. So it's super, super important to encourage our threes to uh, share their emotions and open up how they're feeling. So the last in the feeling category are the fours, and these are the individualists. So our fours, they're sensitive, they're very introspective kids who are very self-aware. They can also be very creative and like to express themselves in their individuality. They can also be moody and very self-conscious. So similar to the twos and threes, their main desire is also just looking for that recognition and validation. And their common emotion to be on the lookout for in your little individualist is when they internalize feelings of shame. So the common cause of meltdowns for our helpers, achievers, and individualists, or twos, threes, and fours, is that they are looking for attention. So for these kiddos, it's important to encourage and give attention to their effort and not their end product because all of these kiddos can be very hard on themselves with regard to caring too much about what others think. So to frequently remind them that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, and one way to do this is to really work on building their self-esteem. So next up, we have our next group, and this is the thinkers group. So the fives, sixes, and sevens are the thinking category. So first up, we're going to start with our fives, and that's the investigators. So fives are alert, they're curious, they're independent, they're inventive. They can also be very intense and sometimes isolate themselves. So while the feeling category is common emotion with shame, the thinking category's common emotion is fear. So with fives, the investigators, they can be kind of self-isolating and detached and retreat into their own minds. So the common theme and important thing to remember for these kiddos is to give them a strong sense of security. They, these are the kids that need extra reminders that they are safe and protected. For fives, especially the investigators, they fear just being incapable. So reminding them that we all make mistakes and that it is okay and encouraging emotional awareness is so important. Having them talk about their emotions rather than just retreating into their own minds. So next up, we have our sixes, the loyalists. And these babies, they are loyal. They are committed. They are responsible. They are hardworking. As you probably guessed, being that the thinking category's common emotion is fear, they can also be very secure-oriented, so not as much the adventure or daredevil type. These kids can also just be anxious and suspicious and just very overly cautious. They really fear the unknown, so being fearing being without support or guidance. These kids might sometimes focus on the worst-case scenarios, reminding them that they are safe and secure and encouraging our sixes to try new things and to get out of their comfort zone, and that it's okay if things don't go 100% perfect. It's good to go with the flow.
So next up, we have our sevens, also known as the enthusiasts. And sevens are extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous. They're playful and high-spirited. High-spirited. They can also be scattered, impatient, and the keyword here is impulsive. They like to keep themselves excited and occupied to avoid feeling so feeling any difficult emotions. They have a fear of missing out and feeling deprived. So for these kids, it's good to remind them that it's totally okay to do nothing at times and to take it slow. So for these kids, encouraging emotional sharing, so talking about their emotions and having those difficult conversations that they rather not talk about and rather escape into an activity to keep their mind occupied. So for the thinking category, um, the the fives, the investigators, the six, the loyalists, and the seven, the enthusiasts, just for a little over, overview, their common emotion between these kiddos is fear. So it's really important to remind them that they are safe and secure. So the common cause of meltdowns for the thinkers group is escape and access to preferred activities. So for these guys, so if you think about access to preferred activities and escape, they're common emotion is fear. So they're going to do things that make them feel safe and secure. That's why it's so important to just constantly remind them and help them feel safe and secure um, throughout the day. So it is important to help them understand that we can do different coping activities to help us feel better. It's helping them find healthy coping activities like drawing or writing. So the last group is the instinctive group. So these are our eights, nines, and ones. So first up, our eights are the challengers. And our eights are powerful, they're self-confident, they're decisive, but they can also be domineering and confrontational. So the common emotion between the instinctive group is anger. So for eights, a lot of times they are afraid of vulnerability. So this will be huge if you have a little eight to remind them that it's good to be vulnerable and share how they're feeling and to show them that it makes them stronger to be vulnerable and that everyone needs to be vulnerable. When they are angry, try to listen and ask questions to help them see from different point of views rather than lecturing. Ask questions to make them think that it was their idea. So one thing that makes eights angry is being controlled by others. Um, so they also might act tough and be very independent, but to remind them that being vulnerable is actually their superpower and to really reinforce the idea that teamwork makes the dream work. So involve them in any activities like cooking or any task that takes more than one person where you can specifically divvy up the different tasks involved. So next up, we have our nines, and these are our peacemakers. And these are the easygoing kids who are receptive, reassuring, they're agreeable, they're complacent, but they can also be very stubborn and do anything to escape um, anything that ruins their peace. So they internalize their anger, and sometimes this can lead to resentment or inner anger if something messes with their peace. And lastly, our ones are perfectionist are perfectionists. These kiddos, they're principled, they're purposeful, they're self-controlled, perfectionistic, they're very conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right or wrong. Um, they are always striving to improve things, but they're also very afraid at making mistakes. They have very high standards. They hold very high standards, especially for themselves, but their anger rises when they can just be too critical about things or people and they can be too perfectionistic. 
So if something's not perfect, that can cause anger. So for the instinctive group, the eights, the challengers, and the nines, the peacemakers, and then the ones, the perfectionists, their common emotion is anger. And their common cause of meltdown is control. So having control. It is important for these guys to encourage them to be vulnerable. That is important for everyone to speak about their emotions. Listen and calmly respond whenever they're angry and provide alternate ways of thinking. If you can ask questions to get them to see different sides rather than lecturing. And of course, always remind them that you care about their feelings and that you want to better understand them and understand how they're feeling. So that is my just my really, really quick rundown, Enneagram rundown uh, for numbers one through nine. I hope this helps provide a little more insight into your kiddo's eyes. And if you're like me and found all of this stuff really interesting, there are loads of books and websites and blogs if you want to just go even farther down the rabbit hole. I'm usually not into this kind of stuff, but it really just helps me better understand like my partner, my family, my friends, really better understand myself and see why I'm I am the way I am and see things that I can do to work on myself so I can become the best version of myself. So if you did enjoy today's episode, it would mean so, so, so much to me if you subscribed and left a review. Also, my meltdown, my next launch of Meltdown Manual comes out this week if you're interested in joining that course in the past. And also I have a brand new course, Sensory Parent Academy, that launches. So if you want to check that out on my website, www.befreeot.com. I also have a ton of free resources on there. Like I have a free ebook called Meltdown Manual. And you can just get kind of like a sync preview inside of my online course. So anyways, you are truly amazing fair parents for taking the time to learn and empower your child and family. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. And I will see you guys next week on Parents Go To OT.